Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Classic streams. It's immediately after the close of our last episode. Prosecutor Frederick Apt has just put Dory Grant on the stand and is about to question her. Dorothy. Oh, just a moment, Mr. Apt. Yes, Your Honor? I have a small word for the spectators. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to hear what this witness is about to say. The jury wants to hear. She's a little girl and this is a big room. Unless you're quiet, we can't hear. Is that reasonable? All right. Now, Dory, I think we can hear you. Yes, sir. All right, Dorothy. Are you ready to answer my questions now? Uh-huh. Remember, you're going to be a big girl and tell the truth. Uh-huh. Even if it hurts somebody you love. You talking about Mommy? Well, let's say I mean Mrs. Grant or anyone else. I wouldn't hurt my mom. Yeah, I'll stick to the point, Dorothy. Are you going to tell us the truth? Uh-huh. Well, now. Dorothy, we're going to talk about the time that you and Mrs. Grant lived with Mr. Carlo. Oh. You remember the time I mean? I remember. In the apartment. Where he used to come to see her all the time. He? Oh, oh, Mr. Blanc. Yes. That's right. Uh, Dorothy... Will you answer my questions now, truthfully? Let's see how well you remember. You and Mrs. Grant met Mr. Carlo and Mr. Blanc in another city. Uh-huh. Then you came to this city and went to an apartment? Uh-huh. We saw them in Chicago. In Chicago? Oh, now there's a bright girl. Now, my dear, I want to know what you did in that apartment. What? Well, were you shut up there all the time? Were you cold and hungry? Or were you given plenty of good food and warm clothing? And did you have all the toys that any little girl could possibly want to play with? That's right. No, no, you, you tell us. They gave me lots of toys. They? Who? Mr. Blanc and her. Mr. Carlo? Yes, but I just... Dorothy, what did Mr. Carlo give you to play with? Oh, dollhouse. The washing machine. Why, weren't those nice toys? A dollhouse? You must have had a doll. Oh, yes. He was my favorite toy of all. Well. Manuel Jr. Well, he's right over there on your table. Oh, oh, is, uh, is this Manuel Jr.? Uh-huh. Could I have him, please? There's lots of room in this chair. Hi, of course you may, child. Hi, he looks like a Spanish doll. Yeah, here you are. Thank you. No, Manuel Jr. is a Mexican doll. Sit still, Manuel Jr. Ah, so you had all those nice things to play with. Well, it must have been fun in the apartment. No. But with all those toys. I didn't play with them. What? Oh, but Dorothy, you just told us that doll was your favorite. Mommy gave me Manuel Jr. I didn't like their toys. Oh. Uh, well, uh, to get on. She tried to make me play with them. 
But I wouldn't. Uh, Dorothy. She wanted to throw Manuel Jr. away. But Mommy wouldn't let her. Dorothy, I remind you once again not to speak except to answer questions. But we've only tried to... Only and answer the questions. Now, pay attention. Uh, Your Honor. Yes, Mr. Mason? I'd like to call to the attention of the court the fact that this child is only six years old. The court is well aware of Dorothy's age, Mr. Mason. Thank you, Your Honor. She's old enough to follow instructions. Just take it easy, Mr. Rapp. Mr. Rapp will take it easy, Mr. Mason. You needn't fear on that score. Your Honor, I'm laboring under difficulties with a witness of this age. What's he saying, Mr. Mason? That it's all right, But everybody's getting mad. All right, Dorothy. It will be when you sit down, Mr. Mason. Mommy... Could I go to Mommy? Your Honor, can't you possibly... Yes, I believe I can. Uh, Dorothy. Uh, Dory. Yes, sir? Everybody was getting mad, huh? Yes, sir. Well, I'm not mad. You are? Not a bit. As long as we keep order. <laughs> uh, how would you like to come and sit up here? Would you like that? Way up there with you? Mm-hmm. There's plenty of room on this chair. Will he still ask questions? Well, in a minute, but you and I are going to have a talk first. Oh, I brought Manuel Jr. Well, that's fine. There's plenty of room for him, too. There, now. Oh, we're so high. He doesn't look so big now. I know, dear. Things have a way of leveling out from where we're sitting. I don't understand. No, never mind. Yes, dear. Uh, don't you know my name? Oh, I know it. It's awful hard to say. Do you think so? Well, try it. Uh, all right. Yes, sir. Um, Mr. Your Honor. The uh, what? Mr. Your Honor. That's what Mr. Mason calls him. <laughs> oh, will you really hit them with that hammer? Well, I, um, well, it's an idea, honey. Uh, but uh, now we've got to answer Mr. App's question, shall we? All right. Go ahead, Mr. App. Thank you, Your Honor. The jury should know what happened in that apartment. Yes, sir. That's why if I... If you please. The way those people felt toward one another is important. And the way this child felt about them is also important. If she wants to tell about it, don't try to stop her. Do I make myself clear? Yes, sir. Very clear. And since the jury should know... Dorothy. Yes? Suppose you just tell us how you felt about Mr. Blanc and Mr. Carlo. Did you like them? No. Even after they bought you those nice, expensive toys? No. They didn't like me either. Now, just a moment. You mean you don't think they liked you? They didn't. I'll go on to the next point, but I remind the jury this child is expressing an opinion. What's he saying, Mr. Uranus? Well, never mind, my dear. Just answer his question. How about Mrs. Grant, Dorothy? You did love her. I do love Mommy. But uh, just a moment, Your Honor. Mr. Aptis, come If you please, Mr. Mason, the fact that this child learned to dislike Mr. Carlo and Mr. Blanc, and that she did love her so-called foster mother, is most important. It gives weight to her entire testimony. Objection overruled. Uh, answering, Dory. What did he say? Did you love your, uh, Mrs. Grant while you lived in the apartment? I've always loved her. Just like she loves me. Ah. Well, Dorothy, do you remember the last night you stayed in the apartment? The night before you went home? I remember. Who put you to bed that night? Mommy. Mommy always did. Hmm. And tell us what happened. Mommy talked to me and I went to sleep. And when you woke up? 
Oh. Would you tell us what happened? Was Mrs. Grant with you? No. Where was she? She was going out of the bedroom. You don't know what woke you up? She was gone. I called to her. How many times? I called and she answered me. Well, what did she say? She told me to stay in the bedroom. But I didn't mind her. No, wait, wait just a moment. She told you not to come out of the bedroom? But I didn't mind her. I was scared. I went out in the hall. But I did put my slippers on. Now, Dory, think carefully. What did you see when you went into the hall? I saw Mom. She was coming back from the living room. And what did you see her do? She stopped in front of the linen closet. Did she see you? No, I... I didn't say anything. She told me to stay in bed, but... Well, go on, child. What did she do? She opened the door and stuck something in the sheets. Now, Dory, did you see what it was? Yes. What, Dorothy? What was she hiding? It was a toy. What? A toy pistol. Oh, a toy pistol. Now, you're sure it wasn't a real pistol? No, I've seen real pistols. At cowboy shows. And Daddy's got a real pistol. Real pistols are big. Oh. This was a teensy tiny pistol. So I knew it was a toy. Look here, Dory. Look at this. Hey, look at uh, what I have here in my hand. Do you know what this is? Oh, that's it. The little toy pistol. The little toy pistol. The little toy pistol with a tag on it. Of course, you can't read this tag. I can't read. No, you're too little. But you're big enough to remember, aren't you? Big enough to remember that this is the pistol you saw Mrs. Grant hiding. Yes, the little toy pistol. The little toy pistol that puts six little holes in... Six tiny holes. Tiny, but oh, so deadly. Little things can be deadly things, can't they, child? What's he saying, Mr. Your Honor? I don't know what he's saying. Never mind, Dorothy. You don't, but the rest of us do. I mean about the little deadly things. Well, let's get on, shall we? perhaps Mr. Apt did take a chance putting Dory on the stand. But the chance seems to be paying off. In her innocence, Dory appears to be helping strap the woman she calls Mommy right into the electric chair, doesn't she? But more of this tomorrow, so join us by all means, won't you? Prosecutor Frederick Apt would be highly displeased if you called him a gambling man. But whether he thought of it as a gamble or dressed it up and called it a calculated risk... Mr. App knew he was taking a chance when he summoned Dory to give her testimony before open court. And right now, as App stands before Judge Selby's bench, as he looks at the golden-haired little girl who sits trustingly beside the judge, Mr. Apt is experiencing the thrill of a man whose gamble is paying off. Now the prosecutor lifts his hand again, so Dory can see the object he's holding, and... Dorothy, I'm going to ask you once again. Do you know what this is I'm holding up to you? The toy pistol. The pistol you saw Mrs. Grant hiding? Yes, the toy pistol. Toy? You aren't looking closely enough. 
Perhaps you'd better come down here. No. But I... I want to stay up here with Mr. Ron. Can I stay up here with you, Mr. Ron? It's all right, Dorothy. You, you don't have to come down. I just wanted you to be sure that it's the same gun. You're all right, Jake. So I can look at that gun all day without being positive it's the same. I'll rephrase the question. This looks like the same gun. Uh-huh. Hello, Mr. Mason. Hello, Dorothy. Now, just to clear the records, this gun is tagged with the initials of Police Lieutenant Arthur Tragg. It is the same gun this girl saw Mrs. Grant hiding. The same gun that put six holes in the deceased. Is it a real gun? Of course it is. Yes, Dorothy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have here the statement, the sworn statement, given by Mrs. Grant to the police the night of the murder. Now, each page of this statement was initialed by Mrs. Grant. The complete statement is signed in full. I offer this document in evidence. Objections. This is a curious document, ladies and gentlemen. But that was a curious situation in the murder apartment. Curious and unhealthy. The state contends that Mrs. Grant was in that apartment with this child and the child's real mother for two reasons. One, she hoped to get her hands on the huge estate to which this child is heir. What's she saying, Miss Gerard? Two... Mrs. Grant was in that apartment because Marcel Blanc, whom she loved, was a frequent visitor. Further, the state contends that May Grant's motive for murder grew out of these two reasons. She saw the money she coveted slipping away from her. And she saw the man she coveted, another woman's husband, mind you, slipping away from her, too. Your Honor. What an objection, Mr. Mason. Just be sure you make it plain that what she said is the state's theory. Not necessarily the true facts. Not until proven. That's right. I'm going to be fair, Mr. Mason. Oh, yes, very fair indeed. I'm going to tell the jury what Mrs. Grant claims was the true situation. Now, according to her statement, she didn't love Marcel Blanc. She was deathly afraid of him. She was a prisoner. Oh, I don't wonder you're amazed. But listen, listen to the reason that Mrs. Grant says she feared him. Mrs. Grant claims that Mr. Blanc was going to have her killed. <coughs> That's right. She said Blanc intended to have her assassinated. She claimed she was to be killed the very night that Blanc was shot and killed. Amazing, isn't it? That the man she greeted with a fervent kiss before a restaurant full of people, that man whom she pleaded with to take her with him, that man whom the chambermaid heard May Grant say she would follow on her hands and knees. That's the man she feared with a deathly fear, who she said was keeping her a prisoner. Amazing. But there's more to her statements than that. Oh, yes. According to her story, Blanc gave her permission to tell this child goodbye. And then she was to be taken out and killed. But something happened. Oh, she doesn't know what, but something happened. Someone, she said, came into the apartment and shot Blanc and left. You're about to see how amazing her story is. Dorothy. Yes, Mr. Act. You didn't understand a lot of what I just said. No. Now we'll talk about something you do understand. That last night in the apartment. What happened at bedtime, Dorothy? Mommy put me to bed. 
Go on. Tell us what happened. What uh, what was different about that night? Different? Oh. <coughs> Mommy was going away. She told you? Mommy told me and he told me. Mr. Blanc? He told me, too. He told me Mommy was going home to Dad. Now, just a moment. Mrs. Grant was there when he said so? <laughs> right by my bed. And what did she say when he said she was going home? Nothing. He said it. Well, what happened after that? Did Mr. Blanc stay with you? No. He went out of the bedroom. Now, wait a minute. That left you and Mrs. Grant alone. Uh-huh. And was the door closed? Uh-huh. So nobody could hear what she said to you? There wasn't anybody else, just Mommy and me. Well, never mind. Tell us what she said. Well... Was, was she happy? Oh, no. She wasn't? She didn't want to go. Then why did she? She said he made her. Now, let's be sure about all this. Mrs. Grant didn't like it because Mr. Blanc was making her go away. She didn't want to go. Now, Dory, you and Mrs. Grant were alone. I told you. The door was closed. You were alone. Now, child, did Mrs. Grant say where she was going? What? Well, Mr. Blanc told you she was going home to her husband, going home to Mr. Grant. But what did she tell you? That she was going home to Dad. Home to Mr. Grant? Is that who you mean by Daddy? She told me that. Now, think, Dory. Think carefully. She did tell you? Huh? I thought he was fooling. Mr. Blanc? Uh-huh. So I asked Mommy if, if she was really going home to Daddy. And? That's right. She was going to Daddy. She told me. You've just heard the important testimony, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this child is of tender years... But that moment of parting was important to her. You may be certain she remembers, and she remembers well. Oh, yes, May Grant was going to be taken out of that apartment, ladies and gentlemen. And she was unhappy. You heard this child say so. But you also heard what she told this child in the privacy of the bedroom. The prisoner was being freed. The prisoner was being sent back to her husband. Sent away by the man she passionately adored. Sent back to the husband she scorned. Well, she must have thought of that as a fate worse than death. It was the death of the man who sent her, the death of Marcel Blanc. The poet has said, Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. May Grant was scorned, ladies and gentlemen. Scorned. Your witness, Mr. Mason. Hello, Mr. Mason. Hello, Dory. Are you going to talk to me now? That's right. I don't have to talk to him anymore? Well, not for a while. Can I come down and sit in the big chair again? Yes, if you want to. Come on, Manuel Jr. I'll take your time. What was he talking about, Mr. Mason? Mr. Rapp? Oh, don't you worry about it, Dory. Now, look, I'm uh, going to ask you some questions. And let's just think about them, hmm? All right. Uh, you want me to help you and your doll into the chair? No, I can do it. Oh, hmm? have you got a lot of questions, Mr. Mason? Quite a few. Are you tired? Well, not exactly. Well, what's the matter? Lean over just a minute. Hmm? Let me whisper. All right. How's this? Oh, uh, <clears throat> uh, could we have a short recess, Your Honor? Ten minutes. 
Oh, matron. Uh, sorry, just go with the matron. Yes, Mr. Mason. I talked to Bill Perry. Good. Did you get it? Yes, you brought the Bible. Give it to me. Oh, wait. I'm over here, Della. Why? Are you stepping our hand? What's the matter? Apt. Turn your back to him and hand me the Bible. Sure he isn't looking. Oh. Is this all right? Yeah, fine. Well, then here you are. Thanks. Stay where you are while I put it in my pocket. I don't want Apt to see it till I enter it in evidence. I don't believe he's thinking of anything but Mr. Carlo at the moment. Yeah, wait till Laurie gets back. He'll think about this Bible in plenty. If it works, huh, Perry? Yes, if. Have a cigarette with you, Della? I think there's time for one before we get started. was a time for courtroom fireworks. For Perry Mason to pull a rabbit out of his hat, this is that time. And it looks as if something is going to happen. Just what, you'll never know. Unless, of course, you join us tomorrow. It's a few moments after the close of our last episode. Almost time for the trial of State versus May Grant for the murder of Marcel Blanc to resume. As at the defense table, we hear... May. May. What? Oh, Mr. Mason. You tear your handkerchief to pieces. Don't worry. But I am. As your lawyer, I'm worried plenty. I'm not a lawyer, Mr. Mason. And those people on the jury aren't lawyers either. Everybody in this room knows how Dari's testimony makes me look. Like a thief. Like an unfaithful wife. Like a murderess. May, put down that handkerchief. Dory didn't want to say those things, but the way Mr. App made it sound, everyone... No, not that. everyone. I don't. Don't try to cheer me up, Mr. Mason. Thanks. Listen but... to me. I said I thought App made a mistake putting Dory on the stand. I still do. And more than that, everybody's going to see that mistake when they find out what Dory's testimony really meant. What? We hope Perry can show what Dory's words really meant. Right, here she comes now. Use that handkerchief to wave to her, May. And uh, keep your eyes open. Court is now in session. Thank you, Your Honor. Hello, Mr. Mason. Hi, Dory. You ready to talk? Well, just let me fix mine, won't you? Oh, yes, by all means. You must have your doll comfortable. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, he's all right. Mm. Ah, well, good. Now, Dory, I'm going to speak to the uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury for a minute. You play with your doll while I do that, hmm? Grown-up talk? Mm, just for a second. All right, Mr. Mason. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the prosecutor read into the record May Grant's statement of the night of the murder. Mrs. Grant said that Marcel Blanc was planning her own murder. That he gave her permission to tell Dory goodbye, and then she was to be taken out and killed. The state claimed that Mr. Blanc was merely sending Mrs. Grant back to her husband. That she was in no danger. And that Blanc was spurning her love. Now, Mr. Amp used this little girl's testimony to support his claims. I would now like to take a close look at her testimony. Dory. Yes, Mr. Mason. Here, take a look at this book. Now, see if you can tell us what it is. Here, you hold it. Oh, it's my Bible. 
It's the Bible Mommy gave me. Uh, what is this, Mason? You heard the young lady after. It's a small pocket Bible. Mommy gave it to me. Are you sure it's the same one, Dory? Oh, yes. Uh, Apt, would you like to examine it before I offer it in evidence? In case you were in any doubt, there's an inscription in front. I don't see what this has to do. You're about to. Uh, Dory. Yes, Mr. Mason. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something that isn't easy. I'm going to ask you to remember something just as hard as you can. All right, Mr. Mason. I want you to remember when you were given this book. And I want you to remember all you can that was said at that time. Now, just a minute, Mr. Mason. This is a six-year-old child. Mm-hmm. A six-year-old child who remembers very well. Uh, to quote you. Eh? Those are your words, Mr. Rapp. Would you like the court reporter to read them back to you? No, thanks. Mm-hmm. Now, Dory, tell us about it. Hmm? And even if you didn't understand all the words, you tell us all of them that you can. Hmm? Well, Mommy gave me my little Bible. Mrs. Grant? Uh-huh. The last night in the apartment. It was after he said she was going home to Daddy. And then Mr. Blanc left the room? Uh-huh. Now think, Dory. You told us a little while ago that your Mommy said that she was going home, too. Now, we want to know all about that. Everything she said that you remember. Go ahead, Dory. Everything you can. All right. Mommy sat down by my bed and she took my hand. I didn't want her to go and leave me, but she had to go. I remember she said, It's almost time for me to leave, Dory. I'd like to see you fast asleep when I walk out that door. Mommy. Oh, darling. Please don't cry. Please. Mommy, I, I want to go with you. I know, baby. But you can't go with me. He said you were going to Daddy. What? Oh. Aren't you, Mommy? Aren't you? Or was he just fooling? Mommy, was he... Dory. He said you'd come back and get me. Was he fooling, Mommy? Dory, I've never lied to you. I've never told you a story. Something untrue. No. So now I'm going to tell you something bad and something good. What? Mr. Blank was fooling a little about me. I won't be coming back soon. Don't cry. Listen and understand. And believe me, darling. Because it may be a long time before... Will you come back for me? Before anyone tells you the truth again. Mr. Blank was fooling. But you're going back today. And when he said he'd take care of me... Dolly, darling. He wasn't fooling about that. I'm sure he'll take very good care of you. I have to believe that. Daddy. Mr. Blank said... I believe that, too, darling. You'll see, Daddy. Someday. Sometime. You'll come back for me. Sometime, darling. We'll be together again sometime. Somewhere. You sure? Very, very sure. Did Mr. Blunt tell you you could? No. Someone else. Someone else who always tells the truth. Who? Someone that you must learn to count on. God. Oh. Where are you going? To get a book. I've had it a long time. I'm leaving it for you, Dory. When you grow up and when you learn to read, I want you to read this book. Read it through and think about it. 
I don't expect you to understand now, darling. But promise me to try and remember. Try and remember to keep this Bible. Promise me, darling. I promise. I'm going to read us something from it. Something that's true. It's all I can give you, my baby. Are you ready to listen? Yes. All right, then. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I rod, my stand. will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Daddy taught me all of it when I got home. It's the 23rd Psalm. I don't know what all the words mean, but it's pretty. It's awful pretty. And I always think of Mommy when... Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. The valley of the shadow of death. And the child asked, Will you see Daddy? Will you see me again? And May Grant answered, Someday, darling. Someday, sometime, somewhere. You all know the place and time she meant, ladies and gentlemen. The place and the time on the other side of the valley. The valley of death. May Grant thought she was going to be killed. But she had courage enough to find a way around telling a lie to the little girl she loved more than life itself. Now, Dory, one thing more, honey, and that's about all. Now, some people haven't believed that you and Mrs. Grant were actually held prisoners, have they? What? Oh, I should be ashamed of myself. You're tired, aren't you, darling? I, I would like a glass of water. Yes, of course you would. And a chance to get off that chair and move around before I ask any more questions. Your Honor, uh, could we have a short delay while Dory gets a drink of water? Oh, Your Honor, I... You what, Mr. Rapt? Object to this child getting a drink of water? Object to her moving around a bit? I... No, no. Get your glass of water, child. Get your glass of water. Not that it will help you any. No, Your Honor, I have no objections to a short delay. <coughs> Things aren't going at all well for Mr. Apt. In fact, it looks as if his gamble in putting that child on the stand is going to turn into a losing gamble. That's what Kitty DiCarlo warned him might happen when Apt first mentioned using Dory. We're going to learn more about that tomorrow, so by all means, join us. Classic Streams This concludes another episode of Classic Streams. Thank you for listening.
Retro Radio Today does not claim ownership over copyrights to any radio shows on our podcasts. The work in this episode has been identified as being free of known restrictions under copyright law, including all related and neighboring rights. The show copyrights are believed to be expired. Classic Streams